Hey, this is Matt back with another episode of Muscle and Mindset. So almost every weekend, we go hiking as a family. My wife, Natalie, and our two boys, who are seven and five years old, we go out and we find somewhere to hike almost every single time at somewhere we've never been before. When we're, during the week, if we get out, sometimes we'll just hit a local hike, but during the weekends, we wanna explore. We live in Southern California, there's so much to see, and with apps now, you can find all of these hidden hikes that are just absolutely amazing. Well, this past Saturday, we went on this new hike down near Escondido, which is on the way to San Diego from where we live. And we got down to this hike and we, we began trying to figure out where to go. Now, here's a few setup things that you should know. When we go hiking, Natalie never carries her cell phone. She carries a water bottle. I will usually carry a camelback and sometimes we'll even have the boys having camelbacks, so we've got the water. And so I'll usually carry the cell phone for taking pictures or other things like that. So that's an important uh, piece of information and a detail you'll find out later. So uh, we get down there and there's no service in this particular area either because we're down in this, in this valley. We, we get down and we get started on this hike and the boys love creeks. Creeks have creatures and fish and salamanders and frogs and it's just amazing and they love it. So we didn't exactly know which trail to go on and when you got to this place there were a few different ways you could go. We kind of like glanced at the map and then it looked like all of them crossed the river and kind of ended up in similar areas. So it's like okay well, let's just pick one of them and go for it. So we go around the corner and we start this trail and the trail goes directly down to a creek. And it looked like there may have been a way across. It was a little sketch, um, but you probably could have gotten across at that place. But we thought, okay, well, huh, that's weird. Maybe we need to walk down this creek a little bit and see if there's a better place to cross. So myself and the boys start to head down this creek and it's climbing over rocks and then we're ducking under trees. And Natalie was like, ah, not feeling it. Don't think this is the trail. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think we should head back. I'm gonna head back and find the, the real trail. And I was like, well, okay, we'll look for a little bit. And then we spotted like a 12 inch long fish in the water, right? So my oldest is looking at it like, oh, that's amazing, that's so cool. We go a little bit further, we start running into these massive spider webs that were like six feet across and the center of it was like three feet. I'm like, oh yeah. This is definitely not the trail because that spider web wouldn't be there still. So I was like, hey boys, let's, let's loop back. Let's catch up with mom and then, you know, we'll figure out where the, where the trail is. Um, but we need to head back from here. They're like, okay. So we loop back and, and you know, back to where we came and go up to the main trail and went to the starting place. And guess what? I lost my wife. She wasn't there. She wasn't at the starting place. We're like waiting around. I'm wondering, did she go back to the car? But I have the car key on me. So I call her, but it goes to voicemail, which is not unusual because as I mentioned, she doesn't carry her phone with her, but I was like, you know, it's worth a shot. You know, I check my voicemail, making sure that she hadn't tried to reach me somehow, but she's not around. I'm like, okay, is she upset? What's going on? And compounding all of this, right? Both she and I were trying some tweaks to our diet. And I think we were both kind of like off that day, 
right? We were just slow, feeling kind of sludgy, lethargic. Uh, and by the way, the very next day, we're like, okay, that was a failed experiment. Let's go back to what we were doing before that we know works, right? But anyways, we're still in that kind of that funk. And I'm looking around with the boys and I was thinking like, okay, maybe, maybe she headed down the trail in the same direction that we were going down the creek, thinking that we would intersect at some point and then she would just meet up with us down there. So we start to head down that path and we're going for a ways. And then we came up to what we thought was a Y and then we figured out like, okay, one of them is really a dead end. Let's go the other one. Then there's a place to cross the creek. I was like, okay, and it's a better crossing, one that Natalie probably would have attempted. So we go across the creek at that place. We get to the other side, and there's still no Natalie. So we continue, and we're just like, okay, well, let's, just, let's just keep going for a little while longer, and maybe, I mean, maybe she just thought that we were ahead of her, and so she kept going further. So we're walking. We're walking. There is no Natalie, we're calling her name. The boys are like, where's mom? I'm like, I don't know, but like, let's all stick together because we don't want to like, separate all of us. So let's, but we're going to find her. And, and then when we got to the place, we were walking for probably a mile, maybe two. And it was really like, okay, did we think she came this way or do we think she didn't? And, and it's like, you know, we really did not know, really did not know. I had no clue if she was that upset that she would have gone back or that upset that she would have just taken off or maybe she was going fast to try to catch us thinking we were ahead of her, right? So all these thoughts were running through my head trying to figure out where she was. And then there was another thing that we began to look for. And that was this. That day, she had literally put on a new pair of trail running shoes that were an exact replica of a pair of trail running shoes that I have that had a very distinct triangle tread on the bottom. So the boys and I turned into trackers, right? This is not our skill set, but it was super fun. And so it's literally like, let's see if we can find her footprints somewhere. And then we'll use that as our guide to determine whether or not she's still here. And fortunately, this path was not heavily traveled. And so we began to look and then we'd find something that looked kind of like it. And then we come across one. It was like, that's got to be her shoe or someone else wearing the same exact shoe that she has. But that's probably her, given how few people are out here. And so we kept going. And then we'd every once in a while periodically look for in the softer sand or the softer dirt, trying to find a more perfect print to make sure that we were still on the right path. And we, we probably went about three, or, uh, about three or so miles and we finally found her, right? And the boys were like, Mom, is that you? Are you a ghost? It was so funny. And then we realized like, oh, that's Mom. We caught up with her and, and she was like, I just started walking and I was thinking. I had a lot in my mind. And so I just kept going for it. I figured you guys were fine. And I'm like, that's cool. But we had no clue where you were, except for the fact that we were actually tracking your footprints. We would have turned around a long time ago and gone back to the waiting place and just sat there probably for a good, um, you know, hour and a half or so before she got back. Because this was quite a long distance that we had covered that we only covered because we were following her tracks and knew that we were going the right direction or sure hoped that we were. And the, the principle of behind all of this, and actually what I was thinking about sharing with you guys before even this event happened, 
was this concept of turning grumbling into gratitude. And because that was on my mind too, when I found her, part of me was like, hey, why did you ditch us? Why didn't you signal? Why didn't you let us know you were going? Why didn't you just wait for us? Something you know he wouldn't have left you. Um, we've never done that. That's not us. Like, what's going on here? And, uh, but turning grumbling into gratitude shifts it. And, and we begin to be, I begin to think about what are all the things that happened in this scenario that I can be extremely grateful for. Well, one of the things was, had she not worn those shoes, we would have had no clue and we would have been waiting at the starting line for her for a really, really, really long time wondering where she was. That's one thing. So instead of being upset of like, why did you leave? We could turn it into gratitude for the shoes. Another element of gratitude is, you know, the boys and I turned it into a game. We made it into a fun experience. We made it into a teaching experience, into a learning experience. And so what could have been, you know, a, yes, I'm so glad we found you, like what happened, you know, was, was became much more harmonious you know, because of all these different elements of the, of the experience. And when you have kids, turning grumbling into gratitude is huge, right? So our boys, you know, they're good kids, but oftentimes they'll be grumbling about things or whining about things or... Um, the best is like when you fix them a meal and they sit down and they're like, I don't like it. Uh, well, that's cool. Have you even tried it? No, I, I just know I'm not going to like it. It's like, well, it's what you're going to have, right? Contrast that with the times where they come down and they're like, yay, it's my favorite. I'm going to eat this, right? And you, that, that heart of gratitude, it makes you want to give them so much more. And some will even say that you know, having a heart of gratitude is both you know, thankful, being thankful for what you have, but it also opens you up to receive more. And then if you're not grateful for what you have, why would you receive anymore? Because evidently you have more than you can already handle because you're not grateful for it, right? And so grumbling to gratitude, grumbling to gratitude, that's, that was the theme, that was what got me thinking. That's you know, the, the idea that was planted in me. And there's a guy named Sean Aker, who is part of the, this new movement of positivity psychology coming out of Harvard. And he, he's gone around the world now. He's written several books. I think one's called The Happiness Advantage. I've not actually read his books, but I heard one of his keynotes several years back. And one of the things that he recommends as a daily practice is you sit down and write three things that you're grateful for. And they can be little things, they can be big things. But the point is not to make them all massive things. It could be as simple as I'm grateful that I woke up happy this morning. I'm thankful that the water turned on. I'm thankful that I have my health. I'm thankful that I'm sick, but I'm not as sick as I could be, right? Whatever it is, like they can be small things. They can be big things, right? And, you know, I'm thankful for life and for, you know, where I live and, and really, really big. Or they can be super, super small. Thankful for breakfast. Thankful for this salt to put on my breakfast. Tiny little things. But every time you start approaching with an attitude of gratitude, it begins to change not the circumstances, it begins to change you in the middle of the circumstances. And that's the biggest thing here. It begins to change your perspective. It shifts how the emotion that you're attaching and the meaning that you're attaching to an experience that you have in your life. So I recommend that, highly recommend that. It uh, probably prevented a, a flare-up of disharmony over the weekend by just approaching even that situation with 
this attitude of gratitude and finding things that we can be thankful for in that experience and keeping their hearts in that, in that right place. So take that, have fun with it. Um, I, for years have written down, I put like three TY as three. Thank you. And I'll just put like little lines off of it, jot down three things. Boom. Instantly mind is shifted. Focus is shifted to things to be thankful for. And if you have space, to do that every single day, I highly recommend you just add that little habit in and it will begin to shift you and change you and mold you um, as another little tool that you can add. All right, that's all I have for today. I'll talk to you again soon.